0: That helped out. You may be seated this morning and if you would turn in your Bibles to John chapter 21 And it is my great privilege uh, to be able to stand behind this pulpit and to um, Bring the preaching of the Word of God and it is my desire to uh, be uh, faithful to the Word of God to the truth of Scripture and uh, this morning I'd like to just share something that uh, kind of I learned, and, and that's been an instruction in my life, and I trust that as we try and share God's truth, that it'll be something that'll be a blessing and a benefit to your life as well. Man, new year, 2022, um, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm, I'm in my 41st, uh, well, yeah, 41st, 42nd year on this planet, and um, I am and just... Um, you know, as the years go by, it's just those numbers just don't seem to, man, I I can't believe we're in the year. I remember Y2K like it was not too long ago. For all you youngins, that means that we thought the world was going to fall apart because all the computers were going to crash in the year 2000. And uh, we did all kinds of preparations and all kinds of stuff. And and to think that that was 22 years ago now is just mind-blowing to me. Um, But so much, so much that goes on in these holiday days and these special days of Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we all look a few pounds heavier, and uh, the tamales and everything else, right, Uh, uh, turkey dinners or whatever else you had, ham, whatever it was, Uh, but no, it's a great season, a great time, an exciting time, and uh, you get to the 2nd of January that we are here, and man, it's just this first Sunday of the year, and there's uh, so much that I guess uh, kind of my mind went to during these days in preparation for this message, but I definitely... Thought that uh, this is a great place to look at at uh, what 's going on here in john chapter twenty one and uh, well, i 've titled the message a fresh Start fresh Start and you know I feel like you know it 's always a new year, uh, new beginnings, new things going on, and um, it 's a great time to kind of look at that in that perspective. And I don't know about you, but I feel like um, so much happens in such a rapid pace in our lives, and it just seems like uh, as that goes on, every now and then you need to hit that reset button. You know, uh, how many of you have an electronic device that every now and then gets glitchy, and you have to hit a reset button? Anybody have a device like that? Yes. All right. Anybody want to confess what that? Is? No, it's good. Uh, and uh, um, but yeah, you just just something that just you you're like, oh, why isn't this working? Well, just just turn it off and turn it on again. It's funny. I uh, I'm known as kind of of a fix-it guy. And uh, 99% of the time, all I have to do is go and turn something off and turn it on again that works. And so uh, just that resetting of stuff is just something that somehow uh, makes things work better. Well, we've come to kind of a reset. And I, I want to look at this in that light. And, um, and so we find ourselves in ja- John chapter 21. I'm a big context person. And so uh, here we are, John chapter 21. This is post-after the death of Jesus Christ. And so we just celebrated the birth here a few uh, a few days ago on Christmas Day. But this, where we find ourselves at, is uh, kind of post-Easter, if you will. It's post the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and now, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus in his um, spiritual body, uh, though it is uh, physically able to be seen, it is his spiritual resurrected body. And so he's able to do things that he did not do before. And so he's making a appearances uh, with uh, different people, different of his disciples and different people for different reasons. And what we find here is, as the scripture tells us, the third appearance to his disciples. So now this is the third time uh, that he has appeared uh, to his disciples post his resurrection. And so uh, this is an exciting thing. Um, What's going on is that we see here that the disciples and I have preached a message on this not too long ago. Um, uh, uh, the disciples in chapter twenty, they, they, the master, the Messiah is dead. The great plan of the great revolution that they were looking at, which is what they were looking at, is Jesus being the revolutionary. The rebellion was going to rise, right? That's where Star Wars got their theme. Uh, the rebellion was going to rise, and and that they were going to come in and charge forward. And their Messiah had been had been had been killed. He had, he was on the cross. And so uh, they had gone in chapter 20, and they had gone back to what they knew. They went back to home. They went back to what was comfortable. They went back to the boats. They went back to the nets. They went back to the fishing lifestyle. And this is what they were going to do, at least a group of them, seven, it talks about there in chapter 20. Well, among that group there is one named Simon Peter, and he's kind of the focus of chapter 21. Simon Peter, a central figure of the last couple weeks, all of the disciples were, but especially the Simon Peter, especially those hours of uh, the trial leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Because if you remember in that last supper, uh, Jesus and Peter had a conversation and Jesus told Peter something that he wasn't very in agreement with, with the Messiah. Jesus told him that he would deny him how many times? All right, you still with me? He would deny him how many times? Three, right? He told him he was going to deny him three times. And Peter said, nope, nope, everybody else will. No matter what happens, I'm with you till the end. And uh, then lo and behold, that's exactly what happened, right? In great fear of that 13-year-old servant girl, he decided to deny Jesus. And so we see here that this is post that event, that activity. We don't find in Scripture where there was another exchange between Jesus and Peter since that moment. So we can assume that this may be the first encounter between them. And so we see in chapter 21 um, that they were fishing. And in verse number 3 it says... um, um, or excuse me, verse 21, it says, and after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias and on the wise shoot himself, uh, shoot he himself. They were together. And it talks about these people that were together. And then verse number three says, Simon, Peter said unto them, I go fishing. And they say unto him, we also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into a ship. And immediately that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. And he, and Jesus saith unto them, children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, no. So here we are. They've gone back to their nets, to their boats. Um, They come up empty, which is usually what happens, right? We leave what Jesus has instructed us. When we leave what Jesus has taught us and we go back, we find ourselves that we come up empty. You're here this morning, first Sunday of the year. You're in a good place listening to the preaching of the word of God. Trust maybe that at some point in the last 48 hours or 24 hours you you try to start some sort of Bible reading program Try to get God's word in you because you see this is where we find the fish that fulfills This is where we find the meat that will fill us It's here and the disciples they found that they did not have any meat that morning and Jesus reminded them of that reality It reminded them that the The getting by living that was the fishing Fisherman's life. It wasn't a luxurious lifestyle. It was a getting by lifestyle When they followed Christ, they no longer could go back to that getting by lifestyle. They needed Jesus. And and, and Jesus was going to fill them much more than that getting by lifestyle ever could. And he asked them, do they have any meat? And they said, no. And he said in verse number six, and cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. Immediately, Jesus begins teaching. You see, what do you mean teaching? Well, they had to listen to him. They had to obey him. They had to be willing to do work as fishermen, okay, had to be willing to say, okay, these are experienced, professional fishermen. Did they know what they were doing? They did. Have they been doing it for hours? How many of you, how many of you have gone fishing for a long time? How many of you have gone fishing for a long time? Okay, you've gone fishing. All right. How many of you have gone fishing for a long time and not caught anything? What's your, what's your excitement level like at that point? You know, you're getting the shrimp on again, you're getting the squid on there again, and you're like, all right, you know. There's not much God out there. There's not much energy there, right? You're like, all right, whatever. These guys had been fishing all night. I feel that like after 30 minutes, I feel that way. So I can't imagine these guys all night. They learned a lesson. A lesson they had learned through three and a half years of being under the Messiah. They heard his voice. They listened and they obeyed. Whether or not they completely understood that moment that it was him or not, maybe there was some doubt. Maybe there was some confusion. But shortly thereafter, the confusion, the fog was dismayed. It said, they cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. Why to Peter? Why to Peter? You know, parts of the Bible we don't have the answers to. We can, we can guess. Um, maybe he was kind of one of the leaders of the group, and so John, who is the disciple who Jesus loved, um, maybe it was just because of that. Maybe because he knew there was some unfinished business between him and Jesus. Maybe in the boat ride, in those days since then, they had seen a droopy face on Peter. How would you feel? Your great hero the Messiah, the one you had given your life to follow after, you hadn't just disappointed him. You hadn't just fallen short of the mark. But on the very night that he was going to go to the cross, you had outright denied him. Denied him. He had messed up. And he needed a fresh start. Can I tell you, dear friend, I don't know about you, but I look at this past year and man, there's some times when I can say, I need a fresh start. I need a fresh start. Sometimes where I messed up. Sometimes in places where I fell short. And boy, am I glad for this passage and the things that we will learn here because I believe they were true for Peter and they are true for us. I love studying Peter because I see so much of myself, not in the good parts, (laughs) but maybe in the error parts of Peter. But I'm glad and I'm thankful for God's grace and God's truth this morning that will lead us to understand that with God, there's a fresh start. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We Thank you for your word. We ask that you would bless it. Guide my thoughts, Lord, to help me to effectively communicate your truth because that is the only thing that will make any difference in our lives. Father, I pray that you would just give us insight into your scripture by the leading of your spirit. May your spirit do the work. I pray with all this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Verse number 10 of John chapter 21 says, Jesus saith unto them, when Jesus said unto them, who was he talking to? In verse number 10, it says, Jesus saith unto them. Can you think about who he was talking to there? Go ahead. I'm an interactive speaker this morning, so go ahead and tell me. Disciples, right? Those that are named there, those disciples. Did he exclude anybody? No. He said to them all, he said to every one of them, he said, come here, bring of the fish which you have caught now. He had prepared a fireplace there. Interesting when you look at it. um, Verse number 9 says, and as soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there. That word is the exact same word, and it's only found twice in the book of John in the original language. It's only that word to describe that fire. There, there's different words or different ways to describe that ring of fire that would be there or that barbecue pit, if you will, um, that was there, okay? And the only two times that it's found is this time here and the other time is the time that Peter is next to the fire, next to the servant girl, just a few days before. Think that was in purpose? Maybe. 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 Maybe Jesus decided to bring back to a place of understanding. And he invites all of them around this barbecue pit, this ring of fire, this um, coals, fire coals. And there he begins to talk with them. And this morning I'd like to talk about three aspects of a fresh start. Three aspects of a fresh start. And I believe we find here in chapter 21 of John that are important, were important for Peter and they're important for you and I this morning. Number one, I find here, and I don't have notes, so I apologize, but if you would want to jot this down, you're more than welcome to. Number one, I see here that we need to deal with the past. We need to deal with the past. You see, Jesus uh, cared too much about Peter to leave him with the guilt and the shame of the past holding him back. And and Jesus knew that if he ascended to heaven and he left the disciples with the great gospel commission marching forward and he never helped Peter to deal with what needed to be dealt with, that that guilt and that shame was going to hold him back from the great and awesome plans that God had for his future. And dear friend, this morning, the, true, the, the same is true for you and I. You see, this very morning, God cares too much about our plan, his plans that he has for our future to allow us to stay in this condition. If we're going to have a fresh start, it begins with dealing with our past. See, Peter needed to confront the reality of what had happened. He needed to repent of what had taken place. Reliance on self is what was at the root. It was at the root of that night of the Last Supper when Jesus said, this is what's going to happen, you're going to deny me. And Peter said, no, I will not. I will not. Oh, it's the same I that you and I face all the time. See, it's that reliance on our own inner strength, it's that reliance on who and what we are that's going to push us forward in the Christian life, not understanding that if that were possible, then there would have been no reason for Jesus to die, there would have been no reason for the Spirit to come, and there would have been no reason for us to be indwelt with the Spirit if in and of ourselves we could march forward in the Christian life in our own strength. He needed to deal with the past. In verse number 15, we begin to see the back and forth. You see, verse number, uh, let's, verse number 14, so you can see the context of what I was talking about. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. Verse number 15, so when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter. Oh, there he is again. He's on the boat. John speaks to him when he knows it's Jesus. They're around the fire. That very familiar setting around that certain kind of fire pit. And Jesus strikes up a conversation. Why does Jesus strike up a conversation? Well, because he knew. He knew that that guilt and that shame was going to send Peter on a path that was not going to be good for him. If you will, bear with me in this quick illustration of uh, coming from the wonderful book of Disney. Um, How many of you have seen Lion King? How many of you have seen Lion King? Remember Lion King? All right, you guys have seen it, All right? Sinners, no, it's good. Uh, and uh, Lion King's a great, great, cartoon, great movie, right? And in that movie, there's a, there's an opening scene. Who's the, who's the the little the little lion that's uh, going to become the king? Anybody know who's it? I got teenagers, kids in here. Simba. All right, fantastic. All the adults are like, I don't know. Uh, Simba, right? And Simba in that opening scene, he's with his dad. Um, he's kind of irresponsible, whatnot, and then uh, a few minutes into the movie, a great tragedy happens. Right? A great tragedy as a result of a great scheme. You see Simba's uncle, his name was what? Anybody know his name? Scar. This is good. This is good. You guys know this. Let's go with the books of the Bible now. No, we don't know those. All right, guys. Scar. Scar goes, and he has this scheme, this plan. And the plan is, is that he's going to kill Simba's Father, The king And he's going to make simba believe That it was his fault That his father died And in that movie Because of the shame And the guilt That he feels What happens to simba anybody know what he does He runs He hides he's gone His father wanted him to be The king of the kingdom he was preparing him for that That's what he wanted but see, that shame and that guilt sent him on a different path. If you will, correlating just the thought at least behind that. Jesus knew what He had lined up for Peter. See, at that moment, Jesus knew that in a few uh, a few years, Peter would be preaching in a city, and there would be a place where up to three thousand men would be converted to Jesus Christ at one occasion. See, He knew that He was going to be the rock, and that He was going to be somebody who was going to be part of the foundation of a great movement known as the church. And He knew that that Peter was going to be one of those apostles, apostles, those disciples that were going to shake up the world. But He knew that if if he didn't deal with his guilt and with his shame, that it was going to send him on a path that was going to absolutely destroy that plan and intention that God had for him. Peter needed to deal with the past in order to get a fresh start. He needed to be confronted with it. And if you will, it's a familiar story. I know most everybody know here knows it, but let's read through it real quick. And he says, so when he died, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jonas... Lovest thou me more than these? He saith to him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto me, unto him, Feed my lambs. And he saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Yeah, Lord, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me. And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. This was the end of Peter in the beginning of Jesus. This was the end of Peter's reliance on himself and his reliance on the fact that Jesus was the all-encompassing, all-knowing creator God in which Peter needed to rest in and rely on. The strong Peter um, we, we used to have... Um, some uh, artist displays up in the, in the hallway. I don't think we have them anymore. Uh, but of the different uh, disciples. And there was the one of Peter. It was like grabbing onto a net and just big old muscles, big old strong guy. More than likely, that was probably what he would have looked like as a fisherman. He was a strong guy. Strong guy that liked to show off his muscles. That's why he always had his shirt off. You can tell in many passages of scripture, right? Um, he just loved it. But that man full of vigor and self-reliance needed c- to come to the end of himself. And the beginning of Jesus. And though I won't go into the details of the semantics and the words or whatnot of this passage. I'll say this. That Jesus, that Jesus was trying to help Peter to come to the end of himself. To confront the reality and deal with his past. He needed to deal with his past. He needed to realize what had taken place. And though it's not explicitly spelled out. It is implied. How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Jesus. How many times did Jesus tell him, ask him if he loved him? Three. So bringing around of the denial to the reconciling with. It was an opportunity for him to come to the end of himself and to realize that he needed Jesus' forgiveness and that he needed to forgive himself for letting this Messiah down. The fact that the Jesus invited him into the inner circle once again, the fact that he brought him back to that ring of fire again, the fact that all of that was displayed for a reason for him to realize that this was something that needed to be dealt with, this is something that needed to be talked about, this was something that needed to be reconciled so that he could be able to get rid of that guilt, get rid of that shame, so that he could march forward to a fresh start with Jesus and with the Savior. And dear friend, I don't know what baggage you have from 2021. I don't know what baggage you have from years before 2021. But can I beg of you this morning that with God, you can have a fresh start this morning. That with God, if we deal with the past, we are able to confront, to repent, and to be forgiven and to forgive. May the beginning of this year be a time for us to deal with that in our own hearts, in our own lives. I don't know the specifics of your life. I know the specifics of my life. But can I encourage you to deal with the past? Can I encourage you to determine the future path? To determine the future path. He says here, At the end of every question in verses 15 through 17, he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my my lambs. He doesn't only deal with the past. He determines a future path. He determines a future path. Feed my sheep. Oh, in feeding his sheep, he was going to be given over to obedience. He was going to be given over to surrender. He was going to be on mission in his life. Can I tell you something, dear friend, this morning? That is exactly what you and I need as a fresh start for 2022. We need to determine a future path. Oh, there is past, and we all have a past, but you know what? We need to deal with that past. We need to come to terms, confront it, ask for God's forgiveness, ask and come to a point of repentance. need to come and we need to walk the dusty trail and come to an old-fashioned altar in our, in our lives to come and kneel before God and say, God, I messed up. God, I denied you. God, I didn't do this right. God, my marriage isn't where it's supposed to be. God, I've not been a faithful parent. God, I've not been a faithful spouse. God, I've not done things the right way. God, help me to deal with the past, but help me to determine a future path. Help me to be able to feed your sheep to listen and obey your voice, to be broken and surrendered, to be on mission, to be on mission with my life. Dear friend, this morning, as we want to look at a fresh start, you have that opportunity. I have that opportunity here this morning. On this 2nd of January, 2022, we have the ability to determine a future path. How do we determine that? Well, by listening to God's voice. Hence the reason why you should begin a reading plan. If, if you're on uh, 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 behind a day, it's only a day. Begin today, January 2nd. And from here forward, listen to God's voice. Listen to what God has to say. I, I tell the teenagers all the time, God does not speak at the top of a mountain, through the wind, through the breeze. Oh, that's a wonderful place to see God's creation. He doesn't speak through those waves crossing, uh, crashing on the beaches of South Padre Island. That's a beautiful place to see God's creation. I love it. I love being there. But God does speak through his word. And here's where we need to listen to his voice. If you're not listening to his voice, then dear friend, it is impossible to obey. It is impossible to surrender. It is impossible to be on mission because you don't even know what the mission is. You got to listen. You got to surrender. You got to obey. And it starts with his word. Determine a future path determine that you're going to make of 2022 a time where you and God are going to have daily appointments where you and God are going to have the opportunity to grow in a relationship. Dear friend, if you're a child of God this morning, you're saved. You can point to a date on the calendar where you g- gave your life to Jesus Christ. Wonderful. You are you're on your way to heaven. There's nothing that can take you out. The Bible tells us nothing can remove remove you from his hand. You are safe and secure, but there is more to salvation. There is more more to the relationship with Jesus Christ than just salvation he wants to walk with you daily oh when he created Adam and Eve he created that relationship oh but that sin came and it fractured it split that relationship but oh his son would come 2,000 years later and he would be born on this earth and he would live a perfect life and he would die a perfect death and he would rise on on the third day so that he could reconcile man back to himself he didn't just want to buy you fire insurance he wanted to have a living relationship with you he wanted to live with you for all eternity and that starts the moment you're saved you don't have to wait till death and you're in his presence he sent his spirit to dwell with you now so that daily you can walk with him deal with the past determine the future path feed my sheep he says feed my sheep Simon Peter on this occasion, he was going to be reminded of those three times. He was going to be drawn to understanding that self-reliance was what led to that denial. He was going to be reminded of the fact that it wasn't enough just to have that shame and that guilt. That wasn't the purpose of it. The purpose of that was to draw him back to God, not to run away like Simba and go on to your own path. It was meant to bring you back. And you know what? Just like in that Disney movie, the moment Simba was able to come back and deal with his past, he was able to conquer the enemy and able to regain the kingdom. And you and I, dear friend, if we're able to be honest with God and we're able to come and deal with our past and confront our sin and repent of it and ask for forgiveness and forgive those that we have have wronged us, if we're able to deal with the past, then we can have a fresh start. We can then go to the step of determining the future path, be on mission, surrendered life, living a life of obedience to his word. But not only that. Verse eighteen goes into speaking a little bit about the back and forth of a conversation, a second part that Peter continued to learn. Uh, Peter, in the discussion conversation with uh, with Jesus, did what a lot of us do: started comparing himself to somebody else. And Jesus draws his attention back from that because he says and verse number um, 18 verily i say unto you when thou wast young thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest but when thou sh- shalt be old thou shalt stretch forth thy hands and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not it's a lot of words to just say this jesus was telling them you're gonna have a, a an uncalm death you're gonna have a, a martyrdom death it's basically what he was telling them and then it says in verse number 19 this spake he signifying by what death he should glorify and when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? But then Peter, saying to him, saith unto him, Jesus, Lord. Verse number twenty one, and what shall this man do? Again, so this is this. That's, that's exactly what's happening. Is that he's trying to say, well, compare? Isn't that just the same trick the devil's used on us for so many times? Whether it be towards the one way or towards the other. Ah, I'm never going to be as good as so-and-so. Or the other way. Well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Let's go on. Let's see this and we'll be done here. And Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is it to thee? Follow thou me. If we're going to have a fresh start, you've got to deal with the past. You've got to determine the future, the future path. And then you've got to desire God for yourself. Dear friend, can I encourage you this morning? Maybe you're here with your spouse. Maybe you're here with your family. Maybe you're here by yourself. I don't know. Can I tell you this, though? That you must, if you're going to have a fresh start this year, you must desire God for yourself. You see, it's not good enough that mom and dad follow God. It's not good enough that your wife or your husband follow God. You've got to follow God. And you gotta have a desire to follow God. Oh, you see, desire uh, is is a word that is is very important here in that two phrases in that two word phrase. See, desire is something that uh, we understand well. You know, in fact, um, commercial people spend millions of dollars trying to create desire. <laughs> see, you can't watch a football game without that GMC truck pulling in there. That's my desire right now. It's just GMC truck. You see it bouncing through the snow. You're like, yes, that's what I need in the dusty South Texas. Ah, that right there, to drive through four inches of snow. Ah. Desire. It's a self-motivator. It's something that draws us to it. If you want a fresh start, you've got to desire God in 2022. See, it can't be the guilt trip of every Sunday. Oh, yeah. Are we going to go to church? Yeah. No, it's got to be a desire A daily, moment by moment desire To know that God loved us so much That he dealt with our sin for us That God loves us so much That he has a great and awesome future path For each and every life here Why would we not want to have Start the match of that desire To burn in the bellies of our lives To pursue God with all that we are Stop the trap Of comparison one way or the other I'm never good enough or at least I'm better than And just focus on us Following God Desire God for yourself Jesus said unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is it to thee? Follow thou me. You have that desire for yourself. Dear friend, this morning, can I encourage you as you look at 2022? You want a fresh start, so do I. You need a fresh start, so do I. How do we do it? How do we go about it? Well, we've got to deal with the past. We've got to determine the future course, the future path. And then we got to desire God with all that we are. That will flesh itself out. It will be revealed. When you look at where your time went this next week, you will answer the question whether or not you desire God. When you look at your checkbook at the end of the month, you will answer the question of whether or not you desire God when you look at how much time you spent on X, Y, or Z in comparison to time you spent with God, you will answer the question of whether or not you desire God. When you're willing to sacrifice for A, B, or C, but not for time with God, then you will answer the question of whether or not you desire God. May we determine in this year that due to the course correction we're going to have, As we surrender in obedience and in surrender to God, to God's truth, to God's word, it's going to be something that will then put us on mission. So that we'll know, hey, I'm at this job site to represent God. I'm at this school to represent God. I'm in this marriage to represent God. Uh, I I am in the place where god has me to be able to do what god has for me to do Every single one of us are in this church because god knew that bethany baptist church was going to be a better church by you being here beyond mission Determine the future path and say you know what i'm i'm going to do what god wants me to do This year. I want a fresh start Deal with it Determine and desire let's pray father. We love you We thank you for your word, for your truth. We thank you, Father, that in the midst of Peter's struggles, we see our own struggles. But, Father, you did not say, everybody come to the fire but Peter. You said, come on. You did not allow Peter to be drowning in the guilt and shame of his denial. But you dealt with it, that self-reliance. And you allowed him to see that he needed to surrender and be broken, come to the end of himself and the beginning of you. Father, you have a great plan for every one of us like you had a great plan for Peter. Lord, he had a desire from that point forward to follow you. And what I'm thankful for, Father, is that you left us more errors that he made even in the coming books of the Bible, but yet, Father, he stayed on mission. Father, we will not be perfect in 2022. In fact, we probably already made too many errors to count. But Father, I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful for your love. I'm thankful for your mercy. All that we have and all that we are is because of your mercy, your grace. We deserve none of it. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would help every person here to deal, to determine, and to have a desire Every head bowed, every eye closed. Perhaps you say, Pastor John, this morning, God has brought me to a place in my life where, you know, I'm beginning this new year and I do want that fresh start, but man, there are some things that are in that baggage. There are some things that I just need to confront, repent from, and be forgiven of. There are some things I need to forgive myself of. The enemy loves to hold that old sin over my head, when you like to forgive and forget Although I pray Lord That you would help every person here That is dealing with that If that's you this morning Would you just raise your hand and say Pastor John would you just pray for me There's an area of my life That I need to deal with in my past That God and I know about But I just want to make a public resembl- a, a, a public symbol of that Inner decision that I'm making to deal with something so that god will give me a fresh start would you raise your hand god bless you for that god bless you for that god bless you. god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you amen praise god for that maybe you're here and you say pastor john there's just some areas of my life where that determination that on mission that surrender that obedience to god to god's voice is just not where it needs to be Pastor John, would you pray for me because I need to determine in 2022 some areas of my life that need to take a better path. Would you pray for me if that's you this morning? Would you say that's me? Just raise your hand, slip it up and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Perhaps for you, it's a desire that's just not there. You and God are just not on those terms. It is not a burning, fervent desire daily to walk with your creator, God, who loves you and who has saved you. But this morning, you'd like to say, Pastor John, would you pray for me that I would just have that desire in my life to pursue God? If that's you, would you raise your hand? I'd like to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. That fire, that fire. God bless you. God bless you. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Guide us now and help us to be able to live out these truths. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.